now, head coach Kalani Shitake. Hey. Your wife wanted me to remind you that you have two Sundays one morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, you guys ready? So, uh, great game. Uh, glad we got this win, and just really extremely proud of our players. Um, our assistant coaches worked their tails off for this win, and so uh, glad we were able to put it together and have a great game plan. Had some new guys get get uh, opportunities to play. Um, had a true freshman start at right tackle for us, and was really pleased with the way he played the game against a physical defense, and um, just really happy with the guys that stepped up and made plays. Uh, you know, we we always talked about our depth and, and getting opportunities to play and, and making sure that they're ready, and I was really proud of them today. So, uh, yeah, just uh, I'll take any questions that you have. I, I think uh, Boise State's a great team. Uh, Coach Harson does an amazing job getting that team ready, you know, and um, I think that uh, just a lot of things worked out in our favor, and, and uh, I, I was proud of the way we played all three phases, and and uh, feel really happy about the win. Well, you, said uh, that everyone was, you were going to reevaluate everything going into this week. What were mm -hmm. some of the changes that you made? Because the team did came up, come out fired up and played better. I didn't do anything. I mean, uh, too crazy. I think this is this is uh, the players worked extremely hard for this win, and I, I if anything I leaned on them even more heavily. And then our assistant coaches had a great game plan. I thought uh, everything that was executed well, you know, and, and I like the aggressive nature of our team. So uh, that, that, that was the part that I liked, and I thought it all came together. I felt like we had to do some things differently to win this game, and, and we were able to do it just enough. You know, I, I thought we kind of hung on at the end there rather than uh, really just get, get it to, you know, just own the win. But um, that, that's hard to do when you're going against a great team. And so I, I you know, I'm just glad we got the win, but the players are the key, and, and our assistant coaches, they're the, they're the key in this whole thing. Looking back at the third quarter. On fourth down, not punt and go for it there. Yeah. I trust the players. Just, uh, you know, I think I think in your mind you think that maybe you should punt it, but um, I don't know, just had a good feeling. And the players, I, I, I like the, the, the look that they gave me on the sideline, and if we can win the game, let's go do it. I mean, we're what a couple inches away, and so um, yeah, I'm just I, I trust Austin Confensus, who's a senior, and that O line, and the guys are up front, and they really wanted this, and so I thought we practiced that scrum personnel quite a bit, you know, and, and um, we we were collaborating about the calls and which what, what we should do there, and uh, even talked about punting, and just that one just felt right, so. Looking back at the third quarter, you, you guys had 196 total yards on 21 points on 11 plays. What what really was key to executing so well and so efficiently during that 15 minutes? Well, I think the um, coaches trusted Baylor making some plays, and and I thought uh, they executed really well. But it was you know it was, it was everyone. It, we saw some really good run runs from Lopini from the O line that are blocking the entire time. They never get credit, but. Lopini uh, found some holes, was able to get some runs in, and so did Sionifi now. And so uh, I just like the way our, our, our game went, and I like the way we executed. And that's, you know, we had a lot of new faces in, on the field, and, and it was really nice that we were able to execute so well. Coach, speak to that right, right tackle, third string, left guard, third string, uh, fourth or fifth string running back, and the third string running back. How do you beat the number 14 team with, with all these third and fourth stringers? Those guys believe in them, you know, and. And uh, it's been a rough couple weeks before this game. And so, uh, you know, we had to take our licks a little bit, but we had to keep trusting them. And, and they were, uh, 
there's some mistakes that were made, obviously, in, in the previous games, and, and you just can't get them back other than learn. And these guys are a resilient group, you know, and so whenever their back's against the wall, they respond the right way, and and uh, we're going to have that approach every week. And so we, we're going to work really hard next week and find a way to get better and, and get a lot of those guys that you, you mentioned. Um, opportunities. I mean, you, you, we, you know, Kavika Fonua got hurt as well, so we had to play with Tyler Algier, and who was a running back earlier this year, you know, and, and um, Jackson Kafusi, and we had to use a lot of guys in depth. We were with some young freshman corners that found a way to make plays, and um, I'm just really extremely proud of all the players. Those guys did a great job getting themselves ready, and, and a lot of them grew up big time this week, and, and what a great way to grow, uh, grow up and, and get a win over a ranked team. Are you able to share who took charge of the play calling besides the ball? Uh, play calling is a collaborative effort from everybody. We, we, we work together on defense and offense, and so going into the game, we kind of have an idea of what we're going to get done, and so that's, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. I thought, it was, I thought there were some great play calls on, on, on both sides and even special teams. You mentioned earlier this week that you were in a tight spot, you and your team. Uh, do you feel like you're out of that tight spot after this big one? Nope, I like the tight spot. We're just going to keep um, manufacturing tight spots. I, I like that. I think we respond better that way. So um, we're going to I mean, we're gonna have fun. We're going to go to church tomorrow, right, and then um, get to work on Monday. You know, and so I... I, I don't think, I, I mean, I, I'm comfortable saying it in public that these guys need to play with a chip on their shoulder the entire time. That's kind of what BYU is all about. And in this independent schedule, that's what we have to do. And, and the, the fact that we are independent and we're going to have to be ready. And, we're, and you know, we're going to play some tough teams and ranked teams and we're going to have to check, uh, check into our depth quite a bit. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of what we're going to focus on. We've been doing it, but the emphasis has been even stronger now. What's the reasoning behind moving some of the coaches from the booth down the field like Jeff Grimes? I think his presence is really strong, especially with the old lineup uh, on the field. Hard to do it on a telephone and everything like that. And it was Coach Grimes' idea to be on the field, and, and I, I agreed with it. And, and you know, you saw the uh, the results of it. So uh, I think all the coaches did an amazing job. Our graduate assistants did a great job getting these guys ready, and everyone did a great job in all their roles. And all I did was the head coaches cheer and have the best seat in the house. Try not to get a penalty or anything like that for celebrating. It was pretty cool to see Diane Gawoluku roaming around and making plays in the backfield. Um, what did he do specifically? What position was he playing? He was playing safety tonight, and I think. Um, you know, we put him at corner because we, we were down Chris Wilcox and down Troy Warner. Um, then when we lost Zane, we moved Zane to safety, then we lost Zane. And then we felt like um, he made a lot of plays for us at corner. He was really quiet at corner because no one really went after him. But his, his effectiveness is really where he can kind of roam the field a little bit more, and that's a safety position. So. Uh, we'll keep him there. I think he's game for whatever, and he he wants to run the ball all the time too, and be a kick returner and punt returner. He's on punt coverage and kickoff coverage. So the guy, I don't think anyone plays more football plays than he does, and and he's a special player. And, and I think it's important for us to put him in a position to make a lot of plays, obviously, and and other players as well. Obviously, you'll get more in depth when you review the film, but your initial assessments of the run defense tonight. I mean, they got a lot of they got a lot of yards still, so I'm I'm upset about that. But I mean. I mean I, I think the more important part is that they're, they're, they're long yards. You know, they had a 16-yard, a 14-yard, 9-4 and four for their, their, the long yards for the four rushers that they had. And, and that's, that's pretty good for what they've done throughout the year, you know. And um, 
uh, I think I think there were times that we were really aggressive. We made a lot of mistakes. Don't get me wrong on defense. We were we were aggressive. We pressured quite a bit, but we made a lot of mistakes. And then we just kind of hung ourselves out there a little bit, you know, and, and trusted put our cor our corners on the islands and played a lot of man coverage and. Um, those, like I said, those freshmen really grew up. Those young kids, and, and looking at Isaiah Heron and D'Lo, and all those guys really got better. You know, Shaman Willis did some great things tonight too. So, uh, Bo Tanner, those guys did some really good things at corner. We moved both from safety to corner, and just thankful that we have guys that can kind of play both both positions. And I think Austin Lee did a great job being the captain for us at safety. You know, I, I wish he would have came down with that pick, um, but we'll work on that on Monday. How would you assess Baylor's Romney's? First start, how he played. Thought he was great. I mean, you guys saw the composure that he had in the pocket and making guys miss and having his eyes downfield. That's something that's special. And I give a lot of credit to, to Coach Grimes and Aaron Roderick getting him in a situation where he can be comfortable and and uh, and using his strengths, you know. But uh, you also have to give a lot of credit to him and being prepared. And this guy is, comes to work every day with the same mentality. And uh, he was doing the same when he we knew he was going to start this week. That's the same way that he came to practice every day and came to the facility every day. He watched a lot of film, prepared well. That's the culture that we have right now of our guys really teaching each other and working together and, and getting better. And I thought Zach did an amazing job with him and working with him. And I thought A-Rod did a great job with him. Jaron did a great job, you know. And we were hoping that Jaron would be able to, to clear, but he didn't clear. And, and uh, we just knew that Baylor was going to be ready. And Joe Critchlow was going to be ready when if his number had to be called as well. What's that? When do you expect Jaron to be cleared? I don't know. I was just, uh, you know, we're, it's kind of a day-to-day -day thing, so that's that's good news, you know. But we have a bye week, so uh, we'll see how it goes. But um, I think uh, competition is really good for us, and, and we'll see which which one's going to be the best at, at a lot of positions. We're going to get some linemen back, hopefully. You know, we were down um, Tristan Hodge and 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 um, Kiefer Longson, Keanu Saliapanga, and then also lost Thomas Show for the year. So that that was really tough for us, but. Um, I thought Blake Freeland and um, Clark Barrington did a great job stepping up, and Chandon Herring's done a good job filling in for Kiefer. Your team wins the turnover ratio. How important are those momentum shifts for you guys? I thought that was good, but we won the turnover uh, margin the last couple weeks too. You know, the last two, the two games before this, and and I think different. It was just different because it came at the right time, and um, we were able to build some momentum. But um, I don't know, I just, I, there's a different feeling from this game and the, 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 the um, aggressiveness that our defense had. You know, we, we, we had two turnovers, but there were really a lot of opportunities. We had our hands on the ball quite a bit. And so if, if I'm being picky and I'm going to watch the film and be kind of a jerk about it, we should have had three more. You know, so um, we got to get those. And, and a couple were dropped, and that can't happen. And I think they cost us some points. But defensively, the guys did a great job. Uh, keeping a, an explosive offense under wraps and scoring 25 points. That, that was an amazing job by the coaches and great job by the players. One's the stated goal you have in your program. Does this win feel a little bit different, you know, knowing that this is only your second win against one of these rivals? Yeah, and, and you know, we, we play week to week, but we're going to move on and get to the next rival. We play Utah State, so we're going to have a, a week off. But a uh, week off meaning that we're just week off on Saturday, but we're going to work hard this week and, and be ready for you, for the Aggies when we go up to Logan. Now one, you beat two ranked teams at home for the first time, and how much fun is it to have those to, memories to savor with the fans on the field, the students on the field that came out on you know kind of a rotten weather night tonight, and were there to enjoy this, and you were able to enjoy it with them. Just happy for the fans. I mean, we love our fans, and, and, and the players will tell you that they play so much harder for the fans, you know. And, and we get to see them on the road and at home. It's a, it's a beautiful sight, and uh, I like that they stormed the field. That was fun too, you know. But I think, um, you know, 
for us, every team is going to be ranked. That's the mindset we have to have. That, that every team we're going against is going to be a great team and chip on our shoulder and our back is against the wall. We play better and respond better in that in that in that in that situation. So that's what we're going to try to get done. Thanks, Coach. Okay, guys, thank you. Coach Kalani Sitake is now joining us here in the broadcast booth. Riley Nelson, Greg Grubel, Mitchell Jurgens soon to rejoin us. Every win feels good. Some wins uh, feel more needed than others, perhaps. Kalani and you guys needed to get a positive result just after what's been going on. This felt, I'm sure, tremendous for you guys. Yeah, I, th I thought it was more important for us to, um, you know, rather than focus on the result of the game, uh, focus on just trying to play better and play more sound and, execute better on on all three phases you know and uh, we made a lot of mistakes uh, the two games before this one and uh, put ourselves in the hole and so um you know trying to focus on on things to get done and and and, and focus on our high level of execution was a was key for us in this last week and you know i i was just i think you heard me in the press conference just really proud of the guys that they got their opportunities to play that we we tested our depth and and our depth is a lot better than we, what we've had in the years past and so I'm thankful that our guys are able to step in and make big plays but also play really sound assignment sound football on both defense and offense and special teams we had a lot of young guys cover, covering down on punt and kickoffs and that that was a an explosive kick returner you know and and um, we were able to shore him up and and do some really good things on special teams and and uh, all three phases I, I was really happy. Not every team can reasonably expect to win with a number three quarterback. You were down to your number three tonight. Now, yes, they were without their number one, and the number two is pretty good, and that's a really prolific and productive offense coming in. So to beat this kind of team to where you were personnel-wise, it does speak to your depth, right? Yeah, and and that's a and also to the, our coaches. You know, our, our assistant coaches did an amazing job and 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 getting these guys ready. But um, you know, we've had to develop some of these guys and 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 a lot faster than than you would normally do with with. Uh, with uh, you know, I'm thinking DBs with Chris Wilcox and and Troy Warner uh, out, you know, and, and Zane Anderson out. Those other guys have stepped in, did some really good things. And then you look at the running back position. You're also looking at the O line. You know, I had a lot of young guys on O line play with our four O linemen being out, and so uh, and, and even the quarterback position. I think I I mentioned this uh, maybe last year or the year before. That I was just saying that we're never going to go without a quarterback. I don't care how many scholarships it takes. We got to make sure that we have a whole slew of them. Quick thing before Riley jumps in, uh, Matt Bushman in his postgame comments preceding yours said, we, we, made, we made a bunch of bold moves this week, and, and, and we made them work for us. What kind of things did you think were bold about the way you approached tonight's game? I think just knowing that, um, that we had a, a third-string quarterback in the game um, and treating him like he's Zach Wilson was important, you know, and, and trusting him like he was our first stringer. And um, really not showing that much of a gap from first to second to third string, you know, and that that was important. But I think it's it's easy to talk about, hey, this guy, he's ready for his moment. But I think you have to just put it on him a little bit and trust him. And, and you know, we put those corners on an island quite a bit, too. There's a lot of guys that really had to step up, and that's a huge compliment to them getting themselves ready and, and, and their coaches. Coach, uh some coaches believe that every game is kind of played in a vacuum. It doesn't matter where or when it's played. Others believe that when you are playing in your home in the Vell Edwards Stadium in front of your own fans, that your team responds differently, and and that affects the play differently. Coming off back-to-back -back, uh, games and tough losses in the Eastern Time Zone and all and everything associated with those, and coming back here and really surprising a lot of people with a win against a solid and 14th-ranked Boise team. Do you believe? 
that your players take special pride in, in defending their home turf and, and producing wins in Lavelle Edwards Stadium? I think this team trusts each other, and and uh, you know we're we're trying to get our culture on this team built around the players, and 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 trusting them and collaborating with them, and 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 also uh, um, allowing them to lead. I think uh, uh, you know myself as a coach, it's important that I let these guys lead. It's just another thing to talk about leadership, but then you let uh, um, Aaron Roderick and and his coaching staff. You let Aaron Roderick and Grimes, and then you also let. The quarterbacks like Zach Wilson and Jaron Hall have a have a input in helping Baylor, but then uh, also, like I said before, allowing Baylor just to go out and have fun and play the game. I, I think um, you know I, I I don't know exactly what what it was, but these guys I know that it's got to be with the players first. I know that, and that's uh, that that that's my job to, is to make sure to lean on them, especially and give them opportunities to lead. You said players first, lean on them, and that's what you did, it sounded like, uh, late in the game. Uh, there's a long delay. You've got a lot of time to think about fourth and inches after the review and the respot and everything else. You make first down, the game's over. You punt the ball away, you get to defend to win the game. You took a look at the two options, and it sounded like the players had a lot of influence in, 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 in what you ultimately decided to do because you say – you trust the players. Yeah, and, and you know, I think was uh, there's there's a few players that wanted to to win it on defense and said, "Hey, let's punt it down, pin them deep, and and let the defense win win the game." And and um, I thought that was good too. But I thought it was important. We had a great discussion on the sideline. It was so cool, just letting those guys. Who's talk all involved? It out. Everyone, the, the whole team. I mean, the linemen, offense, defense, and everybody was there. We, I mean, we call this. We have this thing called all up, where everyone's up and everyone's discussing. And the guys that are going to be on the field, you know. And, mm. We had our punt team ready. We had our scrum ready. We had our our defense ready just in case. We saw know? everybody in groups out there. Yeah. We say, yeah. yeah, and the defense. I mean, the defense kind of felt bad even grouping together because it showed like they weren't they weren't gonna that they didn't trust them. But the truth is, they had to be ready. And I wanted them to respond in case we didn't get it get the first down. I wanted them to respond, and and I expected them to win the game. You know, obviously, uh, we talked about being aggressive and. Um, if you can win the game with gaining a couple inches, and that's what it comes down to, if we can't do that, then we don't deserve to win the game. And that's what it came down to. I, I like the players, the look in their eyes, and uh, I love Austin Kofensis because he's a playmaker. He's used to making plays. I mean, a lot like Riley, those guys when they're gunslingers in high school, you know, and it's just it's just that mentality of, hey, let me win the game. And, you know, what was crazy is that all the seniors were just like, let's, let's trust these guys, let's trust the old line, and, um, and, and the way we go, you know, so I, I thought it was, I, I mean, I saw him up in the air and I'm like, okay, all I cared about is if he's passed the line, but it looked like it worked and he might've got an extra yard, but I, I was really pleased with the way the guys executed the play. And I'm always really comfortable knowing that Kyrus is the guy pulling up the backside. Yeah. <laughs> In case you need a little extra push. Well, he, he I mean, if you ask Kyrus, he wanted to take the snap right? himself. You know, but, Get right uh, up under center. We, we had a lot of guys that wanted to make that play, and Diane wanted the ball, and all these guys wanted the ball, and, and I, I let them talk it out, and and uh, it was cool. You know, I said, all I know is we're going to do it, and so you guys choose to play, and and um, – and, and away we go, and, and the rest is history. Coach, on the in, in the third quarter, on the fourth down touchdown to Bushman, and then on, on the quick change after the interception, um, the other touchdown to Bushman, you some categorize those as trick plays, but I feel like that sells them short a little bit. I think they were just well, – I mean, to me, they were very well executed. Trick play implies that it was somewhat of a fluke, but to me that looks like it was well-practiced well, and, and well-executed. What's your offense's approach to inventive or creative play designs like that that were extremely productive tonight? 
I told them to be as creative as possible. Coach Grimes and that offensive staff did an amazing job um, um, executing that play. But you have to think about it. That play was executed because they thought it was going to be a quarterback sneak, and they they bunched it all up. And, um, you know, we had the play where it looked like it was going to be a run, but then also looked like a mishandled snap. And uh, I thought Baylor did an amazing job executing it. And, um, you know, we just – I just I, – I, I like it. I, like, I think that uh, – you know the setup was right. I thought I felt like it was a good it was a good time to do it, and um, you know I, I like the fact that our coaches called it and we were able to execute the play. But you know th- there's a lot of things that that I thought um, we did great as a, as a assistant coaching staff. Those guys are amazing, and uh, it was it was so cool. I was able to lean on them heavily and allow them to just do their thing, and it was a lot of fun. Reverse flea flicker was a nice play. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know it just seems like the. Uh, the guys just had it dialed in. They just they knew what was coming. They 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 knew how to execute. They I thought everything was perfectly set up and and executed really really well. And like I said, the players were asking for it. Their players were. We we do a great job as a coaching staff with these assistants communicating with the, with uh, their player with the players during the breaks. And I was really impressed with with uh, how all our coaches and our players execute the game plan. Having Diane back, not only playing but now playing safety, how much did that impact the win tonight? Yeah, you know, I said in the press conference, I just felt we felt like as a coaching staff that that he was we we're kind of limiting him a little bit, even though he was doing a great job at corner, um, locking down his side. We felt like he's such a playmaker at safety and could do a lot of different things. And uh, you know, I think blitzing is one of his one of his strengths, and you can see some of the things that he does at, at coming off the the edge and and even I mean, he, he the guy just finds ways to make plays. And, um, you know, he can do so many different things. He plays a lot. He, he's on the field a lot. And, and if you ask him, he could have played more. You said Kovica gets banged up tonight, right? Mm-hmm. So Tyler Algier ends up with nine solo tackles tonight to lead your team. And that's on limited reps. I mean, he, he, he actually, Kovica played most of the first half. I think he played the entire first half. And the second half, um, they told me that Kovica wasn't able to go. And so, you know, we had to lean on Jackson, McCha- uh, Jackson, Jackson Kofusi and, um, and Tyler Algier, and how awesome they were. Those guys played their butts off, and I was so so proud of them, you know, and, and uh, the results that they got. And they, they, they prepared really well for this game, and Ed Lamb did an amazing job preparing the linebackers, and it was just a lot of fun, and I'm so proud of Tyler. We'll take a break. We'll continue our conversation and conclude with Kalani Sitake as we come back to the broadcast booth here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Late Saturday night, early Sunday morning. Final score, 28-25. BYU defeats ranked Boise State by three. The official crowd... 58-9-30. There may be a fewer, uh, the, the, the actual number in the stands might have been a little less, but I'm telling you, you have to believe me when I say it was a it was a general population tonight. There were fans in every part of the stadium with the wind and the rain and everything else. They really showed out. Proud of Cougar Nation. The fans who came and stayed and supported, uh, much appreciated. Good job. We'll come back with more from Kalani after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now, back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU 28 and Boise State 25. The Broncos come in ranked 14th, and BYU wins it. And for that uh, victory, it's BYU now with two wins over ranked teams at home for the first time in Cougar football history. It's the fifth time all-time that BYU's had multiple wins over ranked teams in a year. First time since 09 when they did it three times, but first time ever with home wins, two of them 
over uh, ranked teams. The second one tonight, Boise State. BYU goes to a 3-4 and four on the year. The Broncos fall to 6-1 and one on the season. Uh, Coach Sataki, a word maybe about uh, Boise State, the kind of team you had to prep for and what they showed you tonight. Um, watching all the, all the film, they're amazing as far as the, the efficiency that they have on offense. And, um, you know, we knew that the quarter, quarterback was banged up, but um, you, if you remember, he and Chase Cord were kind of in a quarterback battle to begin with, you know. And so um, they they seem to always have things clicking no matter who's in, in, in the system, whether it's running back or quarterback or tight end or O-line. And um, we knew watching on film they're really physical. They can run the ball. They can throw. And I thought it was important for us to kind of keep things um, at bay and, and try to be a little aggressive, try to make them a little bit more um, one-sided. I don't know if we did a good enough job at doing that, but I, I thought the players played really hard and, they're they're a great team. I I, I think uh, it was it was a good game plan for our guys and our players played uh, extremely well. One player you mentioned in your post game presser, but we haven't talked about here um, tonight is Sione Finau. I was extremely impressed with his feel in the zone run scheme, his ability to press but then stick his foot in the ground and accelerate up the field, including on that 46 yard touchdown run that really kind of got momentum going in the in the third quarter. Extremely athletic. I, I know he's a, a little bit on the small side, but if you look at some of the things that he's done in his past, you know, uh, before his mission, the guy's a state champion high hurdler mm. and a state champion long jumper. So um, the guy, the guy, twitch. yeah, so a lot of fast twitch, and he can really put his foot in the ground and get going. And, uh, you know, I think he was just really excited for this moment, and I'm so glad he played well because that, that's that's what, I mean, the guy's only a freshman, so we can get a lot of use from him and making a lot of big plays, and I, I thought the O-line did an amazing job opening some holes for him. So, uh, Sione Finau is a great player, great kid, great, awesome family, uh, you know, and, and so uh, uh, I'm just really, really, really happy for him. You started two freshmen on the O-line, Barrington and, and Freeland tonight. Yeah, and I thought Blake Freeland was amazing, you know, true freshman. Um, you know, his, his parents are athletes, were former athletes of BYU, and so um, I, I think, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think we planned on starting a true fre- him at true uh, as a tackle when you tasked us earlier in the year. In camp, we thought maybe he would be a guy. But, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to Coach Mateos and Coach Grimes in preparing that old line. He, he and Clark Barrington did really, really well. And I, not a lot of freshmen can step in and play o- any position but O-line at tackle um, against a great, you know, defense. And, and, and really, I mean, I think he's a sack leader. Weaver, you mentioned in the show earlier yep. in the week. and. He got, so, his, got his 30th tonight. He had a half sack tonight, giving him 30 for his career. Yeah, and so, you know, I think uh, I, th- I think he held his own and did some really good things, and uh, that's a huge compliment to his family, but also to, to the preparation that he had getting into this game. And uh, what a stud, man. He's going to be a great one. So presuming you're going to get uh, Jaron Hall back after a bye, because you have a bye week now, um, what does your quarterback situation look like moving forward? And we can't forget that uh, Zach Wilson is rehabbing this whole time as well. Yeah, I think I think we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, we're we're going to go back to work and and make things uh, you know, compete. Every position is going to compete. I I think that's why we moved Bo Tanner from from safety to corner and moved uh, Diane from corner to safety cuz we have competition and whatever can get us the best 11 on the field and that that doesn't change for any side of the ball. So on offense, uh guys that are coming back and are going to be healthy are going to have to compete. Uh, Clark Barrington's a starting left guard right now, and someone has to beat him out. Chandon Herring starting right guard, and Blake Freeland starting right tackle. So uh, those guys that are coming back from from uh, injury. Uh, need to beat those guys out, and and uh, right now Jaron and Baylor need to compete, and, and I think we'll get the best the best of both worlds if we keep those guys the competition going. 
Riley brings up Sione Finau. He and Lopini got most of the reps. I think Soup gets maybe one rep late in the game tonight. He wasn't obviously ready to go uh, full full go for you. Soup was banged up, and uh, we kind of knew that going into this week that it was going to be a stretch to see if he, we can get him to play. Um, I thought, uh, you know, we're, we're also trying to keep Jackson McChesney to, to, to red shirt, so we're going to be selectful, uh, selective with his with his four games. I think he's a special player too. So uh, we really feel good about the running back uh, crew, and, and A.J. Stewart's done an amazing job uh, preparing that whole group to run and, and, and to pass pro and to, and to catch the ball. And Sion and Lopini happen to be the guys tonight, and, and I was really pleased with their performance. Last couple things. Um, you've been struggling recently to turn takeaways into scores. Your game-winning touchdown comes after Jackson's INT. That's big. Uh, you've, been, you've been struggling to score on long fields. Uh, your first, you had two touchdown drives of 78 and 79 yards tonight. So things that had been an issue uh, helped you win tonight's game. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, I turn into coach mode all the time because there's things that I want to improve on still because uh, I think defensively, you know, we had them pinned back and we made a stupid mistake and um, just, you know, just, just undisciplined and, and, and had them at third and 20, you know, and, and gave them a cheap one and that turned into points for them. So uh, I think Lorenzo Fautel was a, was a guy there, but I – you know, I, be, I believe he helped us win the game, even coming rallying back from that. I, I told him when he came off the field that I, I believe in him and I need him to pick, pick his head up and be ready to play the next next uh, next series, you know. And, and he did that, and, and I think for the most part we had to keep, stay disciplined as a team and, and rely on these guys to, to perform well, but also keep our, our composure and keep our minds on the game. Coach, go, going back to the personnel a little bit, um, just in general, with this four-game rule for red shirts being new, is the is is your philosophy? And I understand each situation is going to be individualized to the player, but does it make more sense to if if you're going to use a kid's four games to have those four games be consecutive so that there can be kind of some rhythm from week to week? Do you use them in games where you think he's going to provide the most value? What's the in general approach? As we saw a guy like Troy Warner who actually warmed up tonight, obviously didn't play, but fans are anxious to you know see him maybe get a chance to compete for his job back and get on the field on Saturday. Yeah, I think I think in Troy so it's kind of like open for um it it it's a case by case issue, right? Yeah. So uh I mentioned Jackson Jackson McChesney. He's he's gonna be a depth guy right now depending on soup. Uh but we know we want to use him in four games, but we have to be really, really careful with which games those are and um, you know, we're, we're kind of in a decision what to do with some of our corners, whether we play them or not, because we're at that four-game limit with them. But uh, guys like Chris Wilcox and Troy Warner, it will depend on their health, you know. So uh, we would love to have it consecutive back-to-back-to-back. But I think for the most part, those guys is probably going to be more than likely to show Chris Wilcox specifically and uh, later in the in the year um, and, and possibly the last the last part of the game of yeah. the season. But uh, Troy is really close. We're you know we're so close this week, um, and I think uh, maybe uh, possibly the next game he'll be ready to roll. What do you hope tonight's win means for your team moving forward? We learned a lot about ourselves, you know, and 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 uh, sometimes it gets a little lonely when when uh, things aren't going well for for the whole team, and and but uh, we've had to rely on each other. But uh, you know, I, I rem- re- reminded the players that we have a lot of fans, millions of them that believe in these these young men, you know, and and. We had some great experiences this week where we can kind of take a kind of take a different perspective and see what um, we think we're struggling, but uh, be able to go out and do some charity work and service work. And I thought it was really important for our players. It just keeps them grounded and keeps them keeps the perspective right. And 
you know, I, I believe in these young men, but I just think that the, their value is just so much more than just football, you know, and, and, and uh, having them realize that is really important. And the fact that they get to play football for other people uh, it means a lot to them. And, and uh, I just have to keep reminding them of that because they're, they're such great kids. And sometimes you get lost in the hustle of college football, you know, and trying to be, be as great as you can and trying to get a lot of attention. These guys sometimes lose sight of that, and that's my job to keep them focused on what's right. Relative to the on-field progress, you're one game closer to postseason eligibility. That will remain a goal for your team as you move from October into November. Now you move into a second bye week, your second uh, and, and last bye week of the season before you, you pick things back up with Utah State. Uh, what do you want your guys to keep in mind? What do you think your schedule is going to look like here as you get guys ready for the stretch run? You know, the last couple of years, I, I believe Utah State's had the, the benefit of the bye going against us uh, from uh, 17 and 18. And, and I think that it's it's awesome how it works out. We get the bye now and we get <laughs> and to play And they're going to be coming off Air Force. Yeah, and so they're playing Air Force and we're going up to Logan and it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I think our focus is to get to work, you know, but we, we have to find a way to be prepared to play against uh, Utah State. And embrace uh, it, right? Cause yeah. Because they've, be, they've beaten you back-to-back games. Exactly. And, 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 you know, the same thing, that same approach that we had at Boise State. And Boise's beat, uh, beat us three times in a row and, and uh, you know, we watch the film and keep them focused on trying to uh, – play with our backs against the wall. But I, I mentioned it before in the press conference that we, we play better when we have a, a chip on our shoulder. So whatever it takes, uh, we're going to manufacture that. And then, and, but it, it takes hard work, you know, and, and just basically grinding it out. And so uh, we're going to do that next week. And obviously we're not going to have a scrimmage on Saturday, so we won't play that. But we, I think it's important for us to get to practice and to get to work and, and have it focused on Utah State. Well, we know it's about the team and the program and the school, but I'm happy for you too. So congratulations to hey, you. Hey, thank you, and and I'm I'm really happy for the fans. I mean, I, and you say you're happy for me. I know that that it goes to the fans as well. You're you're the same way, and uh, the, the, it was so awesome to see the fans on the field and celebrating and um, taking pictures and just the smiles on their faces. It it just it means so much to us, you know. And and I just uh, love seeing all the kids and the families enjoy this win so really happy for our fans and I hope they know that we love them so much and we appreciate them as a football program and as a head coach I love them and and um uh, yeah th- th- this is this has been a huge highlight for me being around those souls fans what time's church for you in the morning I have some church meetings in the morning but um you know I'm going to be just fine <laughs> okay. okay well enjoy your short night yeah tomorrow. everybody go to church okay. you know but it, it's going to be a lot of fun I I'm, I'm looking forward to it well congrats again Thanks, guys. Go Cougs. Okay. That's Kalani Sitake. We will come back with uh, Cougar Nation now as we roll on from Provo here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.